So the question is, how do women like us, age 50 plus, and dealing with high blood pressure, high blood sugars, and rising cholesterol levels, how do we keep our health numbers under control while we're trying to squeeze all the goodness we can from our life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Join me as I uncover the secrets of living a plant-based lifestyle, including how to avoid taking medicine simply by eating whole foods, shed the extra fluff around your middle without being hungry or joining a gym, make big lifestyle changes even if you think you have no willpower, eat food you love with no portion control. Let's get your doctor to say, wow, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. All this without meds or restrictive dieting. I'm Robin Wong, and welcome to No Pills, No Hunger. Hi, everyone. Hi, it's Robin. Welcome to No Pills, No Hunger. Thank you for joining me. Episode number 72. And I have a question for you. Do you ever find yourself frustrated? kind of frustrated with yourself, really, over the things that you seem to do without thinking. And often this is about these habits you don't like, okay? Like maybe you find yourself neck deep in a snack bag whenever you feel upset, even if you've normally committed to your, you know, your health goals. So you set these goals and you're doing great. The next thing you know, you either had a stressful moment or you just are super hungry or whatever the case you're eating something you don't want to be eating. That's the most common one I hear. And, um, or maybe I had a, a client, this was actually true for her. Maybe you drink a class, a glass of wine at the, or two at the end of every work day, but kind of wish you didn't. And, um, and she, she was able to break this habit and that's literally what it is. It's, it's a habit. And so the, you know, the good news is there are some ways to do that. Um, and you know, the things, the things you do without thinking, are often learned behaviors. So if they're learned behaviors, this means that you can also unlearn them. Okay, so that's the really good news is that you can unlearn them. I'm not saying it's gonna be easy, but you can unlearn them. So, but, so how do you do this? Well, it has to kind of do with how and why we form the habits in the first place. Okay, so let me say that again. It's what, how, you know, it has to do with how and why we have the habit in the first place, okay? So habits are simply actions that you you repeat over and over in response to a trigger, okay? After a while, they become automatic. So the trigger can be an emotion, a time of day, or something that happens around you. So like the, the example I had with my client is hers was sort of at the end of the day. She uh, would walk in the door and put her keys down, have the mail in her hands, and she'd walk over to her countertop and she wanted to sit and go through the mail. She's at the end of her day, she's gonna relax, and she would reach for a glass of wine while she did that. Um, you know, uh, and so she kind of wanted to break that habit. And so we looked at ways to do that. So think about your own habits. And so think about the habits you want to change. What's attached to them? Okay, so is it, like I said, time of day? That was a time of day type habit. Um, is there a certain emotion that comes up with other people? I know they feel stressed out and that's when they want to eat ice cream or they, um, you know, they had, 
you know, a really happy moment. So they wanted, they associate it with food somehow, or just, you know, really look at what the trigger is and then what the response is, what the habit is. So if you remember the story of Pavlov's dogs, I don't know if you've taken, how long ago you took psychology or I'm sure that's when we, where we learned it. These dogs, they'd salivate every time they heard the footsteps of the person who fed them, right? Think about even your own dog. When you pick up the bowl, I watched my own dog do this. He licks his lips. He's like, oh, I'm going to get fed, right? Because these dogs, these Pavlov's dogs, because before, before they even saw the food, they knew they were about to be fed, just like my dog, right? I'm just, if you have a dog, I'm sure it's probably similar for yours. So I'm not saying we're like Pavlov's dogs. I'm not saying that. But it's kind of a cool story to illustrate how it works, how this habit and trigger work. So basically, when you repeat an action over and over again, your brain creates a link between the trigger and the action, and then it strengthens over time. More you do it, the stronger it gets, right? So technically, what the brain is doing is creating a pathway inside itself that automates what you do next, okay? And so our, our brains are pretty phenomenal, aren't they? They can even do that. And so they're they're automating, they're automating the habit and the trigger. Okay. So, so for example, it, it it's going to reward itself the shot of feel good hormones. So in our snack food example, what's the trigger? Let's say it's feeling upset. Maybe at some point in the past, you tried to distract yourself from feeling sad or lonely by eating sweet or salty foods. Okay, that's, I'm going this with it as an example because this is stuff I hear from clients, and and I've lived this. I know, I understand it. Um, so eventually, your brain is linked links the trigger and the action. Okay, that's because it's pretty smart, and so your brain loves habits because it gets kind of this hit of this feel good juice, this dopamine, every time it uses the pathway it creates. Okay, and certain foods certainly trigger those those pathways more than others. So while you're heading for the snack cupboard or the wine fridge or whatever it is the habit that you want to try to to break, your brain is basically running on autopilot. Okay? Cuz it's already created these pathways and it already knows what to do. It already is jumped ahead of the the pleasure it's going to get, right? So meanwhile, this is a really simple life version of it by the way. Okay? Just so you know. So a bunch anybody out there listening that's like brain scientists, what are they, neurologists, I guess, or psychologists, I'm sure they're like, oh, you're, you're killing me because you're simplifying it. But I just kind of want to make a point. Um, so what, what is your brain not doing? Okay, if it's already kind of gone on to autopilot, what it's not doing is being present in the moment, because it's on autopilot, right? So much of what we do is habit. And so and that's kind of, that's the key to short-circuiting the loop. That's the key to changing the habit. So when you notice yourself on autopilot and engaging in a habit that you want to quit, it's really time to be present. And this is where you hear all these buzzwords of being mindful, right? Um, intuitiveness, uh, being aware, being present, all these things, because they're trying to get you to be in the moment so that you're making choices that are healthier for you instead of basically maybe these habits that aren't serving you anymore. Okay, that's, that's what it's all about. So, so you really need to ask yourself in that moment when you catch yourself doing this, ask yourself, why? Why am I reaching for the chips? 
or why am I reaching for the wine or whatever it is for you, um, you know, the chocolate, uh, why, why am I doing this? You know, can I sit here and read the mail um, without having that? Or can I substitute that and, and still do that action? This is where, this is where these habits really um, changing a habit, it helps to replace it. Because to change the whole habit is pretty difficult. But if you could say, well, I'm just not going to drink the wine. I'm going to drink a spritzer drink or something else that I can enjoy as much. Then, you you know, you can do that. And it's not as hard to change. But, you know, for my client, what she ended up having to do is she really changed her. She wouldn't go through the bell as soon as she got home. She would go upstairs and she would change out of her work clothes. And she would... Um, maybe meditate or do, you know, start read or journal or do something that broke kind of that habit for a little bit until she could then, and it was a way of de really what she's doing. She's decompressing after the day in a different way. And so it was able to break that habit. So when you do this, you being um, aware and mindful and kind of ask yourself why you're doing it, this interruption forces your brain to be mindful and, and present and engaged in what you're actually doing and really what you're actually feeling, right? And th I think some of the people don't want to go there. And so it really just brings you back in. And then if you then you make a choice. If you still want to engage in that habit, you can or, or you cannot or you can swap it out or you can replace it or whatever. But it's more of a choice rather than a habit at this point. Instead of autopilot, you're making a conscious choice. And that's what we're really trying to get you to see. And where we go with behavior change, really, and that's what so much of what we do as dietitians is it's about behavior change and helping you make these behavior changes so you, it leads to better health. So the next time you're kind of reaching for junk food or for the wine bottle or you really don't want to or something you really don't want, you know, just stop. And ask yourself, why? Why am I doing this? Huh? I've done this before. I've walked into the pantry and you go in and you're like, um, wow. You kind of peruse kind of all the shelves and nothing really jumps out at you. It's all, you know. And then you, I stand there like, you know, I'm actually just really thirsty. <laughs> I'm not really hungry. When I checked in with my stomach, it's like, I'm not really hungry. I'm actually really thirsty. And, and then I go and get what I really want. But sometimes if you don't check in, and become really mindful and really question, you just reach for something and then it's still not satisfying. That's the thing. Um, it doesn't really satisfy what you, you want and um, you might overeat that way. So, um, so, you know, really ask yourself why and be mindful and present and engaged with, um, you know, your choices and then replace the action with something you do want to become a habit. So that's like when we replace habits out, you know, like, for example, um, coming home, whatever, if, if it's drinking the wine, you could go for a walk. You could do a breathing exercise like my like my client did. Um, you could make a healthier choice, uh, like changing out the wine for, like I said, a spritzer or the chips. You could do hummus and um, and carrot. You soak the crunch and carrots or something like that. That's bringing something with it. It's bringing a healthful result. But you're still, um, you know, in having that decompressed time that you you so long in, and that's really what you want. You just want to break from, ah, oh, the day's over, and now I'm home, and you start to relax. So, so really ask yourself, what habits are you trying to break? You know, um, 
what habits are you trying to create for yourself? If you're trying to manage uh, your diabetes and your blood sugars, it could be, you know, trying to eat more fruits and vegetables. And, and we often reach for the, the processed, easy to eat foods, like tear open a bag and eat it, right? And it might take a little more um, effort to prepare those foods ahead of time so they're ready for you to just open and eat. So, um, but just kind of make a plan. What is it going to be for you? What habits do you want to change? And then start going, wow, I really created a habit around this. You know, it, one that I have, I can share with you is in the mornings, I make coffee. And, um, you know, I'm just, I'm like, I, I, I do a half-calf, so I don't manage ca- caffeine so well anymore, but I just really enjoy it. And, and but I'm, I've toyed with the idea of maybe I'll see if I can give that up and, and just see if it makes me, uh, you know, feel any different, especially right now as I'm dealing with a little bit of fatigue these days, I'm thinking maybe it's the caffeine. I'm kind of being an investigator trying to figure it out. So, um, but I, I'm clear, it's, it's my morning habit. It really is. And I actually, it's a habit I like. So it's, I, I understand when it's not easy to give stuff up. It really is not. So um, I'm trying to be mindful about it. What is it I like about it and be present with it and, and all those things. So uh I get it. It's easier said than done, but um, now you have the tools. You can do it if you choose to. Okay. Um, And really it starts with asking the question, um, what habits do I want to break? And then, you know, why do I, why do I do this? Why is it, has it turned into this automated habit and then find ways to replace the negative part of the habit that you don't like uh, or, you know, whatever. Uh, So Hope this helps and uh you know i hope you have a great day as always and i so i appreciate you so much thank you for listening and i hope it helps and i'll talk to you soon uh, keep choosing plants and get out and move it's, it's beautiful out thank you for tuning in today i know there's about a million ways you can spend your time and i really do appreciate that you spent some time with me thank you If you got something out of this episode and know someone who would also appreciate it, make sure to share it with them. We are all trying to get healthier in order to live well, and you can show them you care about their health by sharing these messages. Want to start improving your health today? One place I like to start with clients is breakfast, since morning habits are the easiest to build. That's why I created a guide called Three Breakfasts to Lower Blood Sugars, which includes easy, delicious recipes for my favorite meals to start the day. Pick it up today for free at page.nutritionwithrobinrdn.com forward slash guide, or click the link for three breakfasts to lower blood sugar in the show notes. Thanks again, and see you in the next episode.